Hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of Career Conversations with Oinda Malahosi. This is a self-help and career development podcast that inspires us to fearlessly pursue our dreams and have successful careers. Each episode, we feature me having authentic conversation with established career professionals. They will share their journey, experience, and practical tips with the purpose of impacting and equipping us to improve our personal and professional lives. Joining me today is Jumake Aleoke Malakai. Jumake is an HR professional with over 10 years of experience in recruitment, talent management, and organizational culture. Jumake is also a certified emotional intelligence coach. Thank you so much, Jumake, for coming on board. Thank you for having me, Ainda. Okay, so now let's get right into it. Let's get into your career. Can you tell us about your career journey? Okay, uh, my career started in 2009 with Human Edge Limited. Human Edge is a human resource consulting firm. Uh, and I joined as an associate consultant, uh, working on very diverse clients' portfolios. Uh, so yeah, by the time I was leaving six years after I'd risen to be the head of recruitment. So I sort of cut the niche in recruitment. So despite the fact that the, the organization was into uh, consulting services across recruitment training and, and HR advisory, my core was recruitment. So by the time I was living after six years, I'd risen to be the head of recruitment. Uh, from there, I moved on to the IHS Towers, where I was the talent acquisition manager responsible for talent attraction uh, and retention for the business. IHS is a leading tower of, uh, yeah. So afterwards, I moved on to Aldelia Global Manpower. So Aldelia is a global manpower company supporting uh, clients in the oil and gas space and in several other sectors. So I work there as the head of recruitment uh, again. Uh, but currently I'm with Television Continental, a leading media company as the senior manager, people, culture, experience and operations, doing a lot around culture change, uh, improving employee experience, and of course, uh, the regular HR operation. But essentially, the focus is on the people experience. Uh, yeah, so that's, that's, that's a snapshot of my career path. Oh, thank you for sharing that. That's nice. Looks like um, your recent um, um, career move looks like you have a big portfolio. So we are looking big, forward to it. <laughs> big, okay. Okay, I hear you. <laughs> okay, so um, you know what I wanted to draw from this conversation with you I'm sure that yeah. you, know, you work across, you know, um, three, four organizations and yeah. you must have had some, you know, unpleasant, you know, experiences during this time. Yeah. Can you remember one or two that maybe stand out and then can you share that with us? Uh, okay. I think I would share uh, one. I, I want to be careful not to mention the organization, yes. but I'm sure that... <laughs> Anybody who has worked with me in this place will be able to relate with exactly what I'm about to say. Um, And it was more around a sort of toxic work culture. Um, Mm. So at the time I joined this particular organization, I I was recruited by the head of HR or the HR director. 
And let me let me give a little background. So before I joined this particular organization, I'd worked in an environment where my talent was shining. So it was that you're good at what you do, you get the promotion you deserve, uh, you move up, up up the ladder, and all of that. There wasn't any news for politicking or lobbying or anything. So joining this organization, like I said, I was recruited by the uh, HR director. I worked with her for a couple of months uh, before she had to leave. So by the time she left, a lot of stuff started up. Um, and one was me getting a new line manager who was, like the HR director who I said left was a female. And then I got another line manager who was also a female, but it was, that was an experience. When people say female bosses are a handful. That was my first experience. But bear in mind that I'm also a female boss. So I've had people reporting into me, but I don't know that I give them that kind of uh, star treatment or let that kind of taste in their mouth. So in this role, I had two people reporting into me when this new line manager came. And she sort of, it's as if she was on a mission to make our lives hell. But I think she, she picked on my direct reports more. Now, these are people that worked with me in a cup for some months before she came to manage us. And we always had a fun time. You know, I would, even when I'm following up with work, it wasn't in a nasty or harsh way. So we would go out, have uh, movie moments, you know. So I used to host them. They would come to my house. So we had that kind of rapport. And then this line manager came and she comes in in the morning. I'd, I'd never experienced it. And I don't hope to experience it again. Uh, she will come in the morning, right from the door, she's screaming. Mm. We don't know anything. Wow. Uh, that's why the business will complain about what we do. We're all the same. That's why the business is where it is. So she will even diss us and this is the business. Uh, and then, of course, storm into our office, and we're like, oh, no. So this is how we get to start today. You know, so when all of that happened, because she was with us for about three months, I, I say it was actually short-lived. Uh, and, of course, I think the experience was, was everything. So when all of that was happening, she would, like I said, she would pick up my direct report. So I just always reminded them, guys, just let's do what she wants, at least within bounds. Uh, let's start, sort of reduce our complaints and all of that, and let's just give it our best. But I was always making sure to remind them that, see, we're not here before. This was not how the team was. So you guys should just understand that this is sort of an abnormality. Just make the most of it, you know. So, and I would, she would make my direct report cry at times. I would go to the bathroom, calm them, clean their, you know. So it was bad. It was, it was a terrible experience. So imagine me being their line manager that they knew and I was sort of helpless. So somebody came from nowhere, became a new line manager and I almost could not protect them, but I tried. So what I just always did, I didn't know so much myself because I was also grappling with the reality of a new line manager who was different from what I've experienced in almost six, seven years of my career. Uh, and then of course, beyond what she did for the, for the immediate team, was the larger uh, HR team and the organization as a whole in some sort of toxic environment, highly politicized. If you didn't know certain people, you, you may not be promoted. If you didn't talk up to certain people, you know, so for me, it was, it was a lot of stuff. And I just made sure that I maintained my sanity through that phase. But I also knew I wanted out, you know, so it was a deliberate attempt to say, while I'm here, I'll make the most of it but also that I won't be here forever. And I always reminded myself that what I've seen here can't be the right thing. I, 
I don't know. I, I don't, I, not that I've read any. Well, I've, I've read a lot of content online, you know, talking about workplace culture, employee engagement. And I started taking trust in employee engagement to say, how do you get people engaged at work? And then I see that all the things we're experiencing were not the right things to do to us. So you wanted to demand excellence from us. It wasn't by screaming or making us feel like we didn't know anything. If we didn't know anything, we'll be adding the rules in the first place. And you met us in that organization, you know. So, but like I said, I just made sure to remind my team that let's make the most of it. I would comfort them when I can. Bear in mind that I was also dealing with a line manager that, you know, uh, wasn't, wasn't a dream line manager. Uh, that, that was the experience, really. And I must say that that experience brought me out to start to study up and take interest in organizational cultures. Mm. Uh, to start to focus on what is employee engagement. And then, of course, by the time I took a course in emotional intelligence, I realized that really emotions drive people and people drive performance. So if you want people to really drive the performance of an organization, you need to pay attention to their emotions. So you cannot speak neg negative words to them. You cannot reduce their self-esteem. How will they be emotionally stable? You know, so I now realize that, okay, all the things I did without even studying or having a degree in emotional intelligence, were the right things to do. And I must say that that was formed by where I'd worked before that, that, that sour experience. And of course, my work ethics from, from home. So there was a way my parents had brought me up. There was a way we had uh, learned to work uh, growing up. So yes, I just made sure that uh, that sour experience didn't change what I knew to be right. And that took a lot of effort, trust me. That took a lot of being deliberate, you know, but uh, at least what I knew at the time, I, I used uh, to the best of my, my knowledge, yeah. Oh, I mean, thank you so much for, for sharing that. So um, I, just, I, I, I sort of wanted you to also, you know, just because you mentioned yeah. that, that experience made you now start to read more and say, no, I know that there's, there is a better way. Better way, absolutely. So, so I believe that that situation, you turn it around and I think you made your career better so can you i mean just touch a bit on that oh yes i will be too glad to do that <laughs> so yes like i said uh it was a toxic culture i knew i wanted out so beyond the micro culture was the larger uh culture within the business so i knew i wanted out um and i did so i started to look out but while i was doing that i was also reading up so reading up about workplace culture, employee engagement, I took keen interest in employee engagement. Uh, and the truth is, by the time I was leaving that organization, I, I said to myself that, well, I was going to be more careful before I joined any business. I was going to be careful about the kind of culture I was going into. I am someone who puts my everything into the job that I do so that when I go to work every day, I want to look forward to going to work every day. So the moment that is out of it, then I'm sure I won't out. So by reading up and looking up uh, uh, on employee engagement and stuff around organizational culture, I, I knew that the next role I was going to take needed to be something around that, honestly, so that I can, yeah. I wouldn't just know it in theory, I could practicalize it. Mm -hmm. So when I started to look, I was looking for rules around people and culture. When I spoke to my consultant and recruiter friends, I was telling them this kind of role I was looking for. And I spoke to one of my close, you know, uh, HR seniors to say, this is the kind of role I'm looking for. And I was like, okay, uh, interesting, but you've not done that before. I said, well, but I know it. <laughs> so I've, I've sort of used what I know to build a microculture for my team. So anybody who reports to me, please reach out to them and ask. 
I am deliberate about how I manage them. So yes, I was keen on employee engagement for them. Even when the company wide will not sponsor certain things, I will do it for my team. Because do you understand? That was what I want. I wanted mm-hmm. that experience for them, even if the larger organization wasn't giving them. So by, by, by the time I described what I'd done and how I'd done it, what I'd read up and all, I was like, okay, it looks like you know what you're saying. I'm like, yeah, I do. So just give me an opportunity to, you know, uh, and then a role came up. Like I said, the role I mentioned to you, I, I, I took, or my current role says people, culture, experience, and oppression. So by the time I had to go for the interview, it wasn't a hard sell. It, I could describe what it meant to grow the right type of culture. I could talk about the right type of employee experience, you know, so that opened me up to this opportunity. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm too humbled. Uh, one of my closest friends would say, I, I don't know how a role has existed in your head and you're sort of in that role today. Hmm. So yes, that prepared me for this role and I am having a ball. Hmm. So I'm, I'm dealing with line managers around how they manage their people, the right type of culture. My organization is vying for a great place to work. So this is too important. Wow. I don't know if you get what I mean. Yeah. So I if you see an organization that says we're an employer of choice, we're a good place to work, the culture is right. Not because management says it, because the people can attest to it. And great place to work speak, speaks to you're working in a fantastic place. You love the people you are working with and you love the work that you are doing. Those are the three elements that make up a great place to work. So you see where culture and employee engagement comes in now. And it's because the bad experience prepared me for what the right experience was. So no regrets, honestly. Fine, when I was going through it, it wasn't funny. I can talk about it now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. When I was waking up to emails that were sort of attacking me, it wasn't funny. But it prepared me for what I'm doing at the moment. And I'm going to say that. Like you rightly said, I sort of made lemonade out of the lemons. And I'm happy. Okay. <laughs> and I'm happy. This is Thank you. I'm Thank happy. you. So Thank um, you. I want to now touch on, I believe there yeah. are people currently, you mm. know, in situations that are unpleasant. And mm. you know, they also, some of them also want out, but, you know, mm. one thing mm. or the other, they, are, mm. they feel like they're stuck. So what would mm. be your career tip for professionals, majorly, you know, in their early to mid-level career, on you know how to navigate the world of work. Okay, uh, I think first I'll say that um, talent always has a choice. If you are a talented person, you have choices. You see people moving jobs. You see people moving from one industry to another. Uh, one of the guests you had on your show the other day was talking about working with World Bank. So impossible is nothing. You want to work for WHO. You want to work for the United Nations you can absolutely get those jobs. So it has to be that you are talented enough. So what does it mean to be talented? It is that you are competent, you are building your competencies, you have the right knowledge, you have the right skill set, your attitude is right, and that speaks to culture and employee engagement again. Mm. speaks to emotional intelligence. So all these things tie together. But first is you need to be, you need to be in the right frame of mind as a talent. I've been saying in recent times that everybody talks about employer branding, how the organization positions to attract talent. And today I'm saying, no, beyond employer branding, should be employee branding. How are employees also positioning themselves as talent that organizations want to hire? Why should I hire you? What value do you bring? 
So employees are used to, what is in it for me? When I come and work here with my talent, what will you do for me? But organizations too now, and that's the people deal. To say that, what, is, what, what would the organization do for you? But what will you also do for the organization? So my challenge to people is position yourself as talent indeed and be rest assured that opportunities will come. Oh yes, position yourself as talent. And it stems from self-awareness. Know your strengths, know your weaknesses. What makes you tick? Uh, discover yourself. Have your own career plan. Know where you're trying to go. You, it may not be crisp, clear. I, I read something recently that that's why uh, tech guys always have bug fixes. You have update one, update two, update three. Mm-hmm. So you won't be ready. You will not be ready. Or not, I'm not saying come ready. No. But you are on that journey. So you are saying this is my career 1.0. This is what I want to achieve. This is my career 2.0. We didn't all get here overnight. Whatever Oida Malawasi is doing today is, is putting about 10 years experience into play. So it did, it, this did not happen overnight. So, you know, the point is you need to see the big picture. Where are you trying to go with your career? Some people think, I've joined this organization. My career is in the hand of HR. And once I'll determine the training I go for, hello. You need to know where you are trying to go. And when you, when you come into an organization with that degree of awareness, you become, they see your talent. This one knows what he wants to achieve in his life. Yes. And HR can then support what you're trying to do for yourself. And you become indeed competitive advantage for your organization. So first is what? Discover yourself as a talent. Discover, know the talent you carry. Position yourself all right. And of course, build your network. I am a, I am a product of relationship. I've, I've worked with four organizations. Three out of those jobs were based on referrals. Three. Mm. There was only one I begged to apply. And I'm sure Ida knows which. So three out of those jobs were based on where somebody said this girl can do what she wants oh yeah let her go so build your network people you've done an article before on on, on sponsors yes yeah it may not be in your organization it can be in your large i always say to people you're an hr person nobody knows you in the hr space in your country how do you do that you're a finance person they don't know you in the finance space so as you, as you are developing yourself as talent as you're building your competences build your network People make things happen. I don't joke with people. I am a relationship junkie. But I always say to people also, nobody wants to feel like you're using them. So if you, are, if you think you will build the relationship, I'll just use you, suck what I want out of you and drop you. Okay, well done. But uh, no, no, thank you. So build genuine relationships. Connect with people. Build your network. Those things open doors. They actually open doors. They increase your network. And when people say your network is your network, it is that the people you know will determine the quality of things that come into your life. If you get what I mean. Yeah. It will determine the kind of opportunities you get. It would, if, you are, if you're a business person, it will determine the kind of contracts that you get. You understand? And that's why they say your network is your network. So really, I, I think I've dropped too many tips. And then yes. please let me add, you're never underestimate the God factor. Mm. Never underestimate the God factor. Build, you know, the right personal brand. Be well positioned and be rest assured that. See, I always say to people, your career is your life's journey. When a person dies, they talk about where the person has worked, how long you worked there, you know. So when you die, people, part of your story is where you worked. And that's why if you're in a role you do not like, please be deliberate. I won't say, oh, resign, drop your letter and go. No, I would say, have a plan. Always have a plan. 
Where do you want to go? Are you clear about the industries you want to go into? Are you clear about what you want to do? I talked about me, even though I'd done recruitment for the longest part of my career, I knew what I wanted next. And I was clear. And luckily for me, I found someone who could help me in that journey. But if I wasn't ready, I always say that uh, luck is opportunity meeting preparation. So it looked like you're lucky, but it was that an opportunity came and you were prepared to take it. So you're in a bad role today. What do you need to do next? Someone signed up for my coaching and we're talking and she said, oh, she, she told me all the bad things about our role. And I told her, what are the good points? Uh, what are the things we can learn now? Let's continue to learn why we look for a plan B. Because I won't say resign and just be on your way. No. Mm-hmm. Make the most of your current experience. If it is totally, dif- if it is, if it is totally depressing, if it is taking away your joy on a regular, even this working from home, you are dreading waking up to your laptop because the mail from your guy you may not be able to deal with then talk to someone. Do you have a mentor? Do you have a coach? Do you have people who are helping you on the journey? Talk to somebody. And please, uh, they can talk to Workplace Jam if they want. So really, talk to somebody. So that somebody helps you out of, you know, whatever negativity you're experiencing. So I think that's, that's, uh, that's the missile of, of tips I think I want to leave with them. Thank you so much, Jimoke, for joining me. Thank you for having me. Thank I'm you for having me. I love this conversation. It was so lively. Same here. Same here. And the truth is, you actually brought uh, you brought me to talk about this experience because it was it, it was something I'd I'd moved on from, you know, uh, and I never really went back to you know think through it and feel what I felt. I never really dissected my feelings through that phase. Maybe because I was carrying my people to say, you know what instead of me brooding and thinking about how I was feeling about this, I remember that I was pregnant. So instead of me overtly analyzing it, I just went through it and made sure that, you know, my people survived it. But you, you brought into words what I experienced uh, those times. So thank you. Thank you very much. And I'm sure I've healed. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for sticking till the end. I appreciate the time you have decided to spend with me. Kindly share this podcast with your friends. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please take a minute to drop a review. I would personally love to hear from you. Feel free to send me an email or DM with your comments, suggestions, and feedback. Till next time, never stop believing and pursuing your dreams. You will realize... It takes you to take a bet on you.